All right, all right. Welcome to the Strong Side Podcast. My name is Mitchell Black, and I'm your host. And today we have an amazing guest. We have our programming lead, Carrie Fox, here today. And we're going to be talking about some updates and categories to all of our workout programs with Strong Side 60, Strong Side 45. I think you're really, really going to like it. As you guys are listening to this, remember, there's no ads or anything like that on this, uh, on this podcast. All we ask is if you like it, please give us a five star, whether you're listening to it on Apple, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all it's all on there. And um, if you're watching live right now, I do not have a mic stand, so I'm holding my mic like I'm an MC. And uh, we're just going to hang out and have a good time with it, all right? But before I hand this over to Carrie and we start getting rocking and rolling, the intent today is to go over the intention of a workout. So look, we have all these workout classes here at StrongSide, our 60-minute class, our 45-minute class, and every session is designed to be executed in a certain way. And when we're doing this at scale, when we have people coming in, when we have people that have been here five minutes, people that have been here five years, there's a lot of intention behind a workout. And the idea is to build a house. It's not to have certain tools. A lot of people get focused on the tools. Oh, I have to lift this much. I have to do this exercise. This is the best way to do things. That's not true. We're really just trying to build your house. So how do we build your house? It's by giving you some tools. And we want to help you understand that. We want to give you some focus. And we want to help guide our programming more. So without further ado, Coach Carey, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Super duper. So I'm excited to, to share all this with you. So first off, before we even talk about like what we're doing and why we're doing it and stuff, what's, what does programming lead mean? Like, what are you, like, if somebody's listening to this for the first time, like, what do you do for all of our locations and all of our training? Okay. Yeah. So as programming lead, and this is, you know, once I admitted this, then I got all the flack and I couldn't blame it on you anymore. That's but, um, funny. As programming lead, I am in charge of the workouts that we do in your class every day. So if you come to the strong side 60, if you come to the 45, if you're in legends, get a little closer to the mic closer. Okay. All right. So whichever class you come to, I have chosen and designed and put together the workouts with the week in mind, with the cycles in mind. So you'll see sometimes we're talking about like, oh, we're going through this tempo bench press cycle and we're building to a three rep max. Okay. So choosing all those things, breaking them down. I'm also responsible for communicating our, what we call our session plans to all our coaches so that Coaches understand exactly what we're trying to get out of a workout so that if you come to class at Roswell, if you come to class at Woodstock, if you come at 5.15 in the morning or 6.45 at night, that even though every coach is different and every coach brings their own kind of flavor and unique personality to a class, that you're getting the same overall experience. You're getting the same solid teaching. You're getting the same workout, the same instruction, so that you can feel really secure that you can just pop into any location at any time and you're going to get a great workout. Perfect. Love it. Awesome. Uh, and it's, it's, it's really, really good. It's a neat thing to have. And so when we talk about that, when we look at like designing workouts, what is the most important part of a workout? Like for somebody coming in off the street or uh, somebody has been here five years and we're delivering a workout, what are we actually trying to get them to do? So the most important part of any workout is understanding the intention of the workout. Um, it doesn't really matter what it says on the board. All that stuff is just made up. Coaches have just written mm -hmm. those numbers. We've just picked weights. We've just picked rep schemes, but we have an intention. Sometimes the intention is for you to move really fast. 
sometimes the intention is for you to challenge yourself and go heavy. Sometimes it's to find that just uncomfortable place and push for longer than you want to do. And our goal as coaches is, you know, we talk about it strong side, we want to make people better, but how do we make them better? We really want to make them well-rounded, healthy, athletic people who can have an amazing life, right? Mm -hmm. When you are fit, when you have good nutrition, when you're able to do things in all different situations, you have a better life. So we're not training sprinters. We're not training endurance athletes. We're not training weightlifters. We're training people to be able to sprint when they need to, to do a long activity when they need to, right? To be able to keep up on like some really long hike if they go out to the Grand Canyon with family or friends that they're prepared to do that. So we're just preparing you for all those things. So when you understand the intention of a workout, what is the coach trying to get me to do here rather than just what's on the board, then that helps you to know how to pick your weights, um, how to adjust your rep scheme, all the things so that you get the desired intention. And so that makes you a better, more rounded, healthier athlete overall. I totally agree with that. And not only that, but that's where like you need that variance for adaptation. So if, you know, a simple exercise, we talk about things like pull-ups or a performance measure, but if somebody just said, I want to get bigger biceps yes, and all you did was come in and do bicep curls, you would just get really good at doing bicep curls. Your biceps might not look any different. They might not grow any larger. But if you said, today I'm going to do bicep curls, then the next day I'm going to do hammer curls, then I'm going to do like a negative loading. Like if you changed up the sets, the reps, the whatever, and you went through cycles, then you would grow. Whether that growing is in, I can only run 200 meters, I would like to be able to run a 1600 meter mile, whether it's bigger biceps, whether it's zero pull-ups to one Mm pull-up. So to your point, it's not like every workout can be the same every day. You know, I'm going to work out 30 minutes really hard every day. You'll just get really good at working out for 30 minutes really hard every day. That does not mean that your body is going to change because your body wants to be weak. It wants to be complacent. It wants to get really used to what you're doing. It wants to find the easiest way to get a job done. It does not want you to lose fat. (laughs) So weird. Your brain wants you to lose fat. Your body's like, let me hang on to it. My body's like, let me be weak. Why do you have to think so hard about pushing your knees out on a squat? Because your body wants to cave in. No, it's it's absolutely true. You're talking about like how like your body does not want to give up fat. I saw the funniest meme that was talking about like, you know, like brain cells and skin cells, like they all die so easily. Like, but fat cells must have found Jesus because they live forever. That's funny. Right? Like they are there. No, I love a good meme. You're absolutely right. But I think um, I, I love what you were saying about the bicep curls. It's that like in preparation. It's like, okay, you're great at deadlifts. Go run a 400 and now hit your deadlifts. Go run a 400 again and hit your deadlifts. And you realize that you weren't really prepared for whatever life may, you know, throw at you. And if you train your body only in one way, the second that I change it up on you, you're going to struggle. You're going to be weak. It's like, oh, you're great at bicep curls. Do push-ups. Come back, hit the bicep curls, and then we'll talk about it, right? So mixing it up is going to challenge you and just make you more well-rounded. I had a I had a real life experience with that yesterday. I didn't even share this with you. Uh, so we have a we do some we have a corporate wellness program down at the Queen Building in Atlanta. It's on the twenty second floor. And yesterday they had a fire drill, and they don't yes. tell anybody about the fire drill, right? Mm-hmm. And they just pull the fire alarm, and I'm like, well, I hope this isn't real, you know, like whatever. But because what you just said is, you know, it doesn't it doesn't prepare you for life. And right. and somebody might be like, how when when am I going to deadlift and run in life? And the reality is that 
walking is the minimum physical requirement. Like as a human being, you have to walk. You're like walking across the parking lot is not exercise. It's technically above the minimum to go down 22 flights of stairs like we had to in the fire drill yesterday. And I am very guilty of this. I spend all day in these four walls of fitness town and everybody's really stinking fit and you don't like get out of your zone. And I'm literally in the stairwell yesterday going down 22 flights of stairs. And I'm just more annoyed that I have to walk down 22 flights of stairs. Right, you're not tired, you're okay. But I'm, I'm literally hearing people like these exact words. I can't do this. This is so hard. Like, and I'm like, Dude, guys, what if this was real? Like, what if this is a real fight? Like, it's not the deadlifts and running. It's preparing your body for its regular, like an, a, a scenario that could happen. Like you could make a good argument that you're not going to be hanging from a cliff and have to pull yourself over. Yeah, it's going to be rare, but no, I love that. I talk about this with legends all the time. I was talking to a lady other night. I was teaching her. I still have an online legends class. So yeah. I still have some people Zooming out there, and that's worked out great for them. Um, and she and I were talking. She was doing her box steps at home, and I encouraged her to go up and wait. She was holding some dumbbells, and she grabbed some 15s, which is you know the heaviest weight that she has. So now she's holding 30 pounds, and she's doing box steps. And, you know, she didn't really want to do that, but I had been watching her and I knew that she could and she did it. And I told her, hey, um, she has two daughters. They're, uh, you know, grown in relationships, don't have any children yet. And I said, you know what? I said, when you have a two-year-old grandchild and you need to carry them up the steps, you're ready to go. You're ready to go. And she's like, you're right. I will be ready to go. Right. It's those real life, everyday things that we need to do. Like you need to help a friend move or you know, your child runs away from you in target mm. and you got to run them down. You know, coach Jenny, we will have coach Jenny on the podcast, but she has an amazing story of how she, she lost a hundred pounds. Yeah. And that's literally why it started. Like she had these two young kids and they were running away and she couldn't keep up with them. It's a great, so I want to save it for the podcast, but like, that's what made her get into it. And she's lost hundred pounds. Great journey. Started being a coach, like changed her whole life, dude. I was like, man, when I met her, I was like, you're a powerhouse. But so you go through that. And before we talk about these different categories, like it's important to understand adaptation and intention. So you mentioned cycles earlier. Mm-hmm. If you're going to, if you're going to want your body to change, you're going to have to spend time doing it. Like you're, it's not Absolutely. like you can create bias. You can't be like, okay, in November we're only squatting, but I'm just saying like, if you would like to get better at squatting or jumping or building your aerobic base, you're gonna have to spend time doing it. So about how long are our cycles? What can we see? What do we do with our monthly focus? Yeah, that's a great question. So in terms of strength cycles, you see cycles that go around strength um, more than anything else um, than in like actual workouts and workouts. We have a lot more variance throughout, but in strength, you're going to see cycles and they usually go from six to 12 weeks, eight to 12 is a really good cycle of strength. And that gives us enough time to first test out where we are, right? And then we go into some kind of phase of improving it. So you'll see different kind of things. We just came off of a tempo strength cycle where we were changing up tempos, helping people to work through what we call sticking points, you know, like that place Mm. in the squat where you get stuck. You're like, I'm really good. If I could just get past this two inches, I could stand it up, right? So tempo allows us to do that. And we focus on that specifically in our next strength cycle that's coming up. We're going to work through some rep schemes where we're just continuing continually decreasing reps and adding loads. So we may start with like eight, eight, six, six, four, four, six, six, four, four, two, two, right? We're just training our body to just maybe today, you know, you're going to do like, you know, for six this time, what you did for four last time, 
Yeah. We're just going to try to build and we're just going to try to increase that. I wish that we could work on everything all the time. And I tease people that, you know, your job is getting in the way of your fitness. Um, sometimes my job gets in the way of my fitness. If talking about fitness made me fit, it'd be fantastic. Um, but coaching it and talking about it doesn't. So I have to actually spend time in here. But we can't. We can't focus on everything all the time. And so we do have to have some cycles and rotate through movements. The advantage is we're still doing those movements in the workouts. We just may not be focusing on them in the strength cycles. You'll also see like some gymnastic cycles where yeah. we work on building um, power on the rig, understanding kipping and pulling, working on just, you know, being able to do strict pull-ups or toes to bar, things like that, working abs and shoulders, all that good stuff. Yeah, no, that's a big deal. So when we go through these cycles and I know each month we'll put out, Hey, here's our objective for November. Like we just came out with uh, a video for all of our members and what we're doing and all that kind of stuff. But you know, the members show up, they attend a workout class, they're up in front of their whiteboard or whatever. And the coach is talking to them yes. and they're trying to get across, and this is going to lead into our four categories, but they're, mm -hmm. they're trying to get across how to accomplish the workout. Like I'll let you talk more about it, but what they're not doing is standing up there and reading from the board and just being like, okay, we're going to bike. And then you can lift this barbell, this amount of weight. Like there are layers. Hey guys, this is how the workout should be done. Absolutely. It should be finished in about this amount of time. Mm -hmm. And it should be, you're doing about this much weight. Like there's, there's pieces to it. So yeah. you can guide the whole room. So like, why are we doing that? We, we give goals to people so that they can make adjustments to make themselves successful. And that's what the workout types are going to help build more upon. But so if I say, okay, today's workout, um, we're going to bike 30 calories and 25 calories. Then we're going to get off. We're going to do 20 hang power cleans. Okay, great. Sounds fantastic. Here's the weights. Let's go do it. If I just go do that, then the person that's been here for a month and the person that's been here for five years think that they now need to do the same thing. Okay, that's not the same situation. Everybody's different. Everybody has different capacities, different injuries. They have different things going on in their lives, different seasons. And so what I want them to think about is we give those goals because, okay, I say we're going to do 30 calories for men, 25 for ladies on the bike, and I need you to be done in two minutes. And then I go, oh, crap. You're like, oh, you know, now some athletes are like, yeah, okay, I can do that in two minutes. And some people are like, you know, God would have to intervene for me to get that in two minutes. And I used to be that athlete. I would tell you, like, this is not possible for me. Well, that's why I told you what the goal was. So now we need to make an adjustment. I still need you pushing really hard. I still need you sprinting. But it needs to be the right adjustment for you. Okay. And that's why you might say, you know, 20 calories or something exactly. like that. And we'll talk about it. You know, I'll talk about, you know, What's the best you've done on the bike? You know, how do you feel? Or maybe we'll like look at it in the warm-up. Sometimes you'll hear me or other coaches say, Hey guys, in the warm-up today, when we get to this third round on the bike or this third round on the rower, I want you to look down and see like, um, what calories are you pulling on the rower right now in this like workout, what you consider to be a workout pace, like you're going hard. Um, how many watts or RPMs are you getting on the bike? Making that mental note and trying to um be more aware of our own capacities and understanding where we want to be in a workout. I think it's going to make us more fit overall. Yeah. And I like how we set that up. Like, I don't know if a lot of people see the tee up that we do. Mm -hmm. So what, I mean, we, dude, we have screwed up so many times in the past and I was, Maybe. when I was making the programming, I mean, I, I, I can just speak from experience how I would screw things up. And just in the sense, like it could be a good program, but I say screw things up, like conveying that to the athlete. Mm -hmm. Our strength would be deadlifts 
and then our workout would be like, you know, hang snatches or something like that. Like that's not going to injure anybody, but what it's going to do is it's going to make all the new people or all the people that are, you know, concerned They maybe they're a really good deadlifter, but they're not good with snatches or whatever. It's very confusing to understand versus a day like today, uh, using today's workout as, as an example, ride the bike and do hang cleans. We are riding the bike from the beginning of class and the warm up to in the strength training, we're going over the hang power clean and hang squat clean that we're going to do for strength. And then in the workout, we are riding the bike and doing that movement, not to over exhaust anybody. It's done at three different pieces, but as a newer athlete or even a seasoned athlete, just because you've been here a long time, doesn't mean you're great at everything. I'm going to be able to learn. So when you're up at the board and you say, all right, guys, we're riding this bike. It should feel this way. And guess what? These 20 hang power clean, nobody in here. It should not take you more than two sets. I'm like, oh, reality check. What did I just do in my strength training? I'm teed up throughout the whole deal because they can be complicated movements and we're trying to make it really simple. Yeah, absolutely. We want athletes, you know, members to feel very prepared and understand so that when they're like, oh, now I have to do 20 of these. I just did this for five and it was pretty hard. I'm like, okay, then that's not your number right? We need to strip a little bit of that off. And I think the more understanding they have of that overall, the more successful they're going to be in terms of building their fitness, right? Because I think you and I've talked about this a lot. If you miss what the intention was of the workout, mm -hmm. you're not really getting more fit. You're having that intense experience of like, hey, I just died, you know, and everybody feels like they died, right? Everybody's yeah, tired. It's relative. A salt bike has a salt in the name. Okay. Yeah. It's rough. I get it. But the idea of like, you know, am I going to be like out of commission for the rest of the day? Did I strain my back or whatever? I, I wasn't in a good place there, right? That wasn't the intention of the workout. And by not understanding the weight that I'm supposed to do, then we get into this place where either I'm, you know, so far from making the time cap and I feel frustrated or I'm down on myself or I'm stripping the weight off in the middle of a workout or my back is really hurting because my form got weird because it was way too heavy for the volume. And we don't want that to happen. We want you guys to know what you should do to feel really good about it and get more fit. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say before we go into the four categories is like, I really started thinking that way when I started thinking about my one-on-one -on -one clients. Like I only have two one-on-one -on -one clients. I just see them a lot. And, but I used to have like, all I used to do is one-on-one -on -one clients. Right. And I'm like, okay, what we really do is personal training at scale. That's what we really try to make you feel like you're getting. That when you come into a class, you're in a class, but you feel like the coach is paying attention to you. So if somebody comes to me and they're like, I'm gonna do one-on-one -on -one training with Mitchell, I am not whipping out some secret batch of exercises or program that I have that I only do for my special one-on-one -on -one clients. Right. The benefit, there's multiple benefits to one-on-one -on -one versus classes or vice versa. Maybe it's sure. what you like, you know, whatever. Okay, fine. But I am with a one-on-one -on -one client directly in charge of their experience. Yes. Hey, Carrie, um, I could, I could have you at 9am and a different client at 10am. I could do the same workout with both of you, but I could look at you at 9am and say, okay, you're going to do 65 pounds. We're going to do five at a time, whatever. You don't need all the other jumble junk. Mm -hmm. And then at 10am, I could do the exact same workout, but maybe that client's a little bit stronger. I adjust their weight and whatever. I'm like, why don't we just take that concept and say, guys, look, I know that the general prescription for this workout is 135 pounds. That doesn't mean anything. What actually means something is what do I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients? I need it to be done this way. I need you to be able to do it this fast. I need you like exactly yes. what you're saying, like personal training at scale. That like, that's the perfect analogy. That's what we want in here. You know, we come in here and we're a community, but we're getting attention from coaches and it's very specifically 
um, supposed to be designed for you. We want this to be the best workout for you individually. You just get to be with your friends while you're doing it. You get what I call, you know, just enough attention. Yeah. Right. Cause sometimes we get a little, you know, you'll have members who get a little freaked out. They come in, they're the only one on that rare day. They're like, Oh, I think, I think I got a call from work. I it happens. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want that much attention, but, but you do want that specific attention. And that's what we want to bring to your workout. We want to educate and empower our athletes to make better choices when they're working out. Boom. So knowing that what we did, and I'll let Carrie talk to it. I see she's got her whole list brought up. She's got my notes. So like me and Carrie are always meeting. We meet once or twice a month and we review all the programming and stuff like that. And it's never really a conversation about like, hey, these workouts are bad or they're whatever. It's always, how do you get like 20 people to, you know, do this workout? And it's got biking and like barbells and burpees. And regardless of fitness level, they're like all done at the same time. Mm -hmm. You got 20 minutes to do it. I kind of need everybody done at 17 because that's the intention of today's session. Cause again, remember personal training at scale, how are you going to get that done? And we're like, okay, we'll have the coaches explain it. And then we'll have the coaches explain it this way and we'll send them session plans. And that's all great, but you're, you're getting an abbreviated like lecture, like up at the board. And that's not bad and that's not changing and that's not going anywhere because you need direction. Of course. But we were like, why can't we just create buckets? Like, it's not like every day we're making a new workout type that's never been done before. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, how many types of workouts do we make? Could we take our workouts and classify them? And what do members or people just relate to? Give it a name. Yes. Give it a name and you know what it means. You know, we talk about that with our benchmark workouts. You might do Cali Bear. I'm going to, I just need to say that one time, explain Everybody it. Yeah. yeah. Explain it once, give it a name, boom, done. I don't need to sit up there. I mean, I will, but I mean, for you as a customer member, whatever you want to talk about, you're like, oh man, it's Cali bear day. It's death row day. You're excited. You're excited about the name. You I know what it means. Row. It is, but you know what to expect with that. Yes, you know exactly absolutely. what you're going to feel. You know that there's no question about it. It's, it's not going to feel like Cali bear. So, so we made these four categories, each workout, what you're going to see is that they're going to be lumped into a category and Carrie's going to talk about that and how you'll see it and stuff. But what are these four categories of workouts? All right, let's talk about it. Our four categories. The first one is rev. Okay. Do you Broom. Want to Broom. Do you want me to talk about them or say them all first? I guess say them all and then explain okay. them. We all rehearsed right. this big time, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we're so prepared. We're so prepared as always. Okay. So we've got rev, spicy, Grit and clang and bang. All right. And you're, you're going to have your favorites. Everybody's going to have their favorites. Yep. All right. So let's talk about rev first. Today's workout in the strong side 60 is actually a rev. So you will get to experience today. If you come to class, rev workouts are designed to be performed at high intensity, max effort. We're talking about a sprint, hence the name rev. You're going to rev your engine three, two, one, go full tilt. Okay. So this is a near all out effort. We're trying to avoid you having a long rest, having a slow transition, having to, you know, stare at your barbell for a while and think about your life. All right. That is not what we're looking for in a rev workout. So if you take today's workout, which we've been talking about it, um, you know, 30 and 25 calories on the bike being off in two to two and a half minutes and then 20 hang power cleans. Those hang power cleans need to be light and fast. And when I say light, I mean light for you. There's numbers written on the board that are just made up. 
Okay. Yeah. They're just made up. So I need it to be something that for you as an athlete, you can think about, I'm going to do this as fast as I can, either unbroken or in two quick sets. Right. I don't really have to think about it. I come off the bike. My legs feel like jelly. I can pick up the barbell and go for 20 reps and then kind of fall on the floor. Yeah. Right. The, the only thing as fast as I could. The only thing I want to piggyback on that, and I'll let you go through the other two, is like, as we go through this, and she's like, the weights are made up. Like, what we mean by that is we need a general prescription. We need of a general course. prescription of this much weight. We're estimating 10, 15% of the members can do it. We, we've never gone into that whole RX plus thing because that's, that's infinite. Like, oh, I can just put more weight on the bar. That doesn't mean it's going to be harder, Tom, like whatever your name is. Like, but it's like, this is the way to do it. This is the hardest way we want you to do it today. Yes. So that's, but in to what she's saying, it is kind of, it is made up. Like if you've been here six minutes, you do not need to be doing this weight. Right, exactly. It's not an arbitrary number. It's definitely something that is going to be um, light and fast for people that have been here a long time or just really, really strong. Or maybe they're just really good at that movement. Everybody's got their jam, right? Yep. You know, they're one thing that they just love so, so much. And so that may be their thing today. All right. But I need for you to focus on what is going to be a sprint for me. If I do three hang power cleans, drop the bar, wander off, get my water, I have missed the intention of a rev workout. But I, I did what's on the board. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Okay. You didn't get that sprint. Okay. You're now no longer like, you know, you're not chasing your random child running through the Walmart. Now you've stopped to look at things. Okay. They've run yeah. off, right? You got to be able to go. You got to go right now. Yep. Okay. So that's what rev workouts are. I will say too, they, all of these workouts have a general time domain general. So the general time domain for a rev workout is going to be 10 minutes or less. Now I may get questions. Carrie, today's workout has a 12 minute time cap. Yes. Yes, it does. But it has a three minute built in rest. So it's rev, go as fast as you can, rest three minutes, repeat. Try to do it as fast as you can. But your actual working time, less than 10 minutes or around there. Love it. Okay. All right. Let's talk about spicy. Spicy workouts are popular around here. Everybody really likes them. Time domain, over 10 minutes, mm, less than 18 or right around there. Okay. Sub 20 for sure. These are... Um, in a really simple explanation, hard but manageable, okay? Which means I can do it at the pace it needs to be done, but I really don't want to, okay? It's just a little bit harder than what I would like, okay? So you wanna be able to sustain it through the workout, right? It's that high to moderate intensity range. So this is that place where about 12 minutes into an AMRAP that's 15 minutes long, you really, really want to be done, right? It has yeah. gotten spicy. Like a jalapeno pepper. Yes, yes, super spicy. But you know that you can keep going. You can just pick up the bar one more time. You can just head right back out for another 400-meter run. Whatever it is, it is that, you know, not a sprint, but it's not just a, you know, endure for a long period of time. We're going to push hard. Love it. Okay. Everybody does love it. That's why it's not a t-shirt. Spicy. Yeah. I Definitely when the workout is in the spicy category, I get a lot of good feedback. Like, that was a good one. I really liked it because you guys like to suffer in a good way. It's fun. All right. After that, we have grit. 
All right, grit workouts, they they just require a lot of grit. This is a mental toughness. Put your head down and go. This is a long, long grind. All right, so 20 minutes or longer. Some of these things are 30, 45 minutes of work mm. in class. And you, it might be an AMRAP or it might be just a really, really big rep scheme. Okay, I like to use Murph as an example. Murph is a grit workout it is high volume. It is long. You cannot sprint Murph. I always know the people that are new to Murph when they go out on that mile, like full tilt. First thing, I'm yeah. like, see you in 30 minutes. I'm about to win the CrossFit Games. There yeah, we yeah. go. I'm like, there's no prize for mile one, right? And I'm not saying that I'm sandbagging it. I just know mental toughness, right? Yeah, yeah. I have to go for a long time. I have to keep moving. You're going to be uncomfortable for a really long time, and you're going to build a lot of capacity here. A lot of capacity to just keep moving and keep working until the work is done. Love it. All right. And then our final one is clang and bang. Now, um, there's really not a time domain for a clang and bang workout. And even though it sounds like it's all barbells, I really just want you to think of the idea of heavy. Okay. Yeah. So it can be heavy objects. A lot of times that's going to be a barbell. So, you know, Cali Bear, right? Yep. It's just a barbell, a clean and jerk, heavy or moderately heavy every 30 seconds for 20 minutes, right? So even though the like the time domain doesn't really matter, it's a heavy object lift over and over. You can also see really heavy dumbbells, something like the Hulk, which we have coming up, where you're just moving big, heavy dumbbells. That's a fun one. In a lot of different rep teams. And if you guys don't know what these are, go ahead and Google them, right? These are common workouts, some of these named workouts that they do at a lot of different gyms, and they're fun. So heavy dumbbells. You might see really heavy kettlebells if that's the focus of the day is like, you know, um, doing swings with like a red bell instead of a green for men. So it's really just that kind of thing. It's significant time under tension, heavy load. Okay. I, I will say though that it's again, heavy for you. Right? Yes. Everybody yeah, yeah. has a different definition of heavy. So when we define that, and I know we talked about this in the pre-show here was like, just because a workout has barbells in it yes. doesn't mean it's clang and bang. Just like you just mentioned, just because a workout like today is a 12-minute cap, but it has that three-minute rest in there, it's the intention. So can you talk about some things that might not, like Murph is an obvious example, but something that might not look like what it is. Yeah, sure. So you and I talked about this initially, and I was like, okay, clang and bang. What about some of these other like girl workouts that are names like Grace? Grace is 30 clean and jerks for time. Cali Bear is 40 clean and jerks, one every 30 seconds. Why is Cali Bear a clang and bang and Grace is not? And Grace is a rev workout. And the reason is because the intention of Grace is to do it as fast as you possibly can, right? Big set. So you need to pick a weight where it's just like grip it and rip it, you can go. Whereas in Cali Bear, every 30 seconds, you're stepping up to the bar, you're getting all set up, you're going heavy. So if... If the max weight for Grace for Women is 95 pounds and it takes me 20 minutes to get 30 reps, yep. I didn't really perform Grace, okay? I was really doing Cali Bear, <laughs> okay? Very true. It's a different workout. Grace is supposed to be fast. If I'm trying to do something in three, four, five minutes, right? So just because it has a barbell doesn't mean that that's necessarily what it's going to be with the clang and bang. You always have to look at the intention, okay? Boom. Do I need to go fast? Do I need to go heavy? Do I need it to be, you know, hard but manageable? Because sometimes we see people, um, like with spicy workouts, sometimes we don't challenge ourselves enough, 
we think, oh, this, you know, I should back off, right? Because it's going to be long or whatever. When the intention is to push you out of your comfort zone just a little bit, just a little longer than you wanted. And you'll notice that like the intention, like what we do in the intention will change. So we had it. This isn't an exact example. I'm not saying every workout like is going to be like this, but you have like using running, for example, I think it was last week or the week yeah. before okay. we had a spicy workout Yes, and it was that like run 800 meters, 30 slam balls, run 400 meters, 30 slam balls. Like look at the skill there, like running and slam balls. The skill was not that high, No, but the intent was for you to kind of run 800 meters faster than your mile pace. Yes. Like that absolutely. was like hammering down on what you can do. But that's why we'll always push and say, guys, guys, look, 800 meters don't matter. Like that's what we talk about. That's the tool. It's not building the house. Being stuck out there and getting time capped and actually missing the last third of the workout mm -hmm. is not going to help anybody. Run 400, run 200. Like if, if you're able to, what we're really saying is guys, 400 or 800 meters under four minutes. Yes. We're really just saying four minutes of running. We're giving you definition because what we never want to do is, Hey, if you don't reach these calories in two minutes, just hop off. Like that creates so much like, you know, interpretation. I'm just going to coast. No, here's a number hit this number. Yeah. I think there's a lot more accomplishment personally, Yes, you know, for, coming from somebody who's had to adjust workouts a lot right? Whether it's from injuries or just when I first started, or maybe I'm just not strong enough. Like that weight is heavy and like really heavy lifts has never been my jam. Right. So understanding that. And I think it's important that I feel a lot more accomplished and I stuck to a goal. Like in today's workout, it's way better for me to just hit 20 calories on the bike instead of 25 and do it both times and do it in the same amount of time and do it with my very best effort right? Than to just feel like, oh, well, I didn't make it. Yeah. You know, and that's just not really what we want. Like, I never want you to leave here feeling like, you know, you didn't do well. Like you're amazing because you walked in the door, right? Mm -hmm. It's really hard. And then challenging yourself. I loved your example about, you know, running the 800 and the pace that you want it like faster than your mile pace. So I don't want you to give me your very best 800 ever in a spicy. That would be a rev. Yeah. Right. Like we're going as fast as we can, but I don't want that Murph mile that I was talking about either, where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to go get this done. Yeah. You know, and for me in about 10 minutes, and then I'm going to start the real work. Right. That's a totally different mile than what I'm looking for. So that's a good example. How many, so, so we talk about the intention and we have these cycles and stuff like that. And what we always try to do is we'll actually like look at a whole month and we'll look at like exercise frequency mm -hmm. because you know, we've, we've over time had to make our own little like checklist to make sure that it's like, you know, those overhead squats that I hate sure haven't programmed those <laughs> in a while. Like it's, you yeah. got to give yourself a checklist to make sure that you're not getting caught up in your own biases and stuff, but how frequently on average. So when we go through, just to reiterate what Carrie brought up earlier, when we go through cycles, that does not mean, Hey, we're going through a back squat cycle. Forget about everything else. No, it's, you're still going to see it in all the workouts. You're playing with ratios is what you're really playing with. You're right. uh, it, it's called the fit principle, F I T T frequency, intensity, type, and time. And you're, you're adjusting those ratios. Okay. We back squat on average this much. Okay. Well, that's we're out of the cycle. We're still going to back squat, but it goes down a little bit, blah, blah, blah. But in general, how often will we see these type of workouts per week? 
So in general, I would love to see these workouts show up weekly. I like the variance that we have. So yeah. like next week is all ready to go and you're going to see every workout. And keep in mind, every guys, today's type. Today's Wednesday and next week's already like that. We're usually like three weeks ahead. Like, but it's like that. I'm, I'm, I'm always proud of that. Like it's Wednesday and our session plans are ready to go. Yeah. Videos already done. Like right. this stuff is baked so you can come up and have a great experience. Yeah, we want to have a nice mix because, again, we, we touched earlier on that variance idea. You know, spicy workouts are popular, um, and, and they do an amazing job. And we can get a lot of different movement types in them. So you are going to see a good bit of spicy workouts, right, maybe leaning a little bit more toward there. But we need to get at least one grit workout in. We need a rev workout. We need some clang and bang. We need to go heavy. It needs to all be mixed in. So if you haven't seen it necessarily in that week, you can definitely look for it in the next week. What do you have? Can you pull up next week? Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what do we have? We are going to do some giveaways here in a minute for anybody listening. Yeah. We're going to play a little game with it. It's going to be fun. So next week we have what? Like as far as terms of type of workout. Oh, we have all four next week. Well, yeah. But I mean like how many spices, how many? Oh, okay. Well, you want me to tell them? Cause that's part of their game. No, not the workout. Just oh, like okay. next week, we have oh, three I'm spicy sorry. workouts. I'm misunderstanding. Okay. No, great. So next week, we have two spicy workouts in the Strong Side 60. We have two grit workouts, a rev and a clang and bang. So before we go into our game, how are they going to know that? Like me as a member. Absolutely. So starting next week, it's actually going to be on Wattify. So when you open your app to look and see, hey, what are we doing in class today? You're checking in for your class. When you scroll to the bottom of the Strong Side 60, you'll see the workout. And then underneath that, you're going to see a little asterisk there. It's going to say workout type, and it's going to be listed specifically. Additionally, if you haven't checked it, it will be on the board, and your coach is going to review it, touch on it. We want to make these really familiar so that you feel really comfortable understanding what you need to do. And we know that at first you're going to be like, wait, what's the difference now? And, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? But, I mean, I get these questions all the time, and it's absolutely wonderful that you guys ask questions and that you come to us for guidance because that's what we're here for. But I get that like, oh, like, well, should I go heavy or should I go fast? Mm. Like, okay, what's the workout type? It's a rev, so you need to go fast. So if these numbers on the board, you don't feel like you can go fast, then we need to make an adjustment. Right. Or if like, you know, if the, if the design of the workout is to be heavy and to challenge your strength and, you know, it was supposed to be like, you know, a 12 or 13 minute workout and you finish in four minutes because you adjusted the weight so low, yeah. right? then we missed it. We missed the intention. So helping you to understand these intentions. So you'll see them on the board. Coaches are going to be touching on it. And then of course it's going to be in Wattify. Love it. Cool. So now I've, I'm terrible with games. How does our game work? Okay, so I am going to um, describe some workouts. Okay, I'm going to tell you what they are. And then you're going to guess and see what the uh, workout name is. So it could be a rev, a spicy, a clang and bang, or a grit workout. All right, and they're going to comment, type it in. Yep. All right, you're going to comment and type it in, and they are winning... Um, you can choose how many burpees you want to make coach Nate do. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, uh, I that think is not nice. <laughs> we'll say, we'll say any drink you want. I'll give you a promo code to use, uh, for those of you guys that uh, get on here and you'll check it out on the POS system at the front desk. Right. And yeah, you can get uh fit aid, Alani, 
Zoa, like whatever you want. Any Protein dr- drink. drink. Yeah, any drink out of the fridge. This is a solid prize. I'm and how many, how many are we doing? How many are we doing? Let, let, let's do six. Okay. So you're going to say the workout, and then I'm going to look down here at the comments. All and right. we're going to see, and it has to be, like, what do we do? Like, if somebody guesses spicy, and that's not right. Mm-hmm. Then what do we just say? No. Like, yeah. next one. Okay, all right. Yeah, I guess we'll do that. I guess they could guess again. It just depends okay. on how many people are playing. So some of you may make out really well here, right? All right. Okay. Our first workout is actually a benchmark. It is called Roller Coaster. For love. <laughs> all right. It has a 20-minute cap, a 1,000-meter row. 30 thrusters with the barbell, 30 ring rows, 750-meter row, 30 thrusters, 30 jumping pull-ups, 500-meter row, 30 thrusters, and 30 pull-ups. That is the workout. So rowing, thrusters, pull-ups with a 20-minute cap. So all you got to do is comment. Is it spicy? Is it grit? Is it clang and bang? Or is it rev? You guys have been commenting all podcast long. I better see some comments now. I was like, if they go silent, then I get a free protein drink. No, I'm just kidding. Adam Fetter said grit. Nope. Let me see. Hold on. Yes. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'm wrong too. Adam Fetter, you're fantastic. It is grit. I had uh, slid my thumb over and looked down and I was like, wait, what? No, it is a grit workout. Absolutely. So you're going to need a lot of grit. You're going to be mentally uncomfortable. Okay. There's a lot of pulling movements there. A lot of pushing. You're coming back to those thrusters row over and over. It's 20 minutes long. Absolutely. Good job, Adam. Love it. Next day. All right. With a 17-minute cap, four sets, 15 calories on the bike, 15 toe-to-bar, 10 dumbbell push-press and push-jerk at 50 pounds for men and 35 for ladies. So it's five sets? Four sets. Four sets. Four sets with a 17-minute cap of bike, toe-to-bar, and dumbbell push-press, push-jerk. Is that spicy grit, clang and bang, or rev? Big money, big money, big money. Hey, Hey, clearly there has to be an internet delay here. I'm just expecting dozens of comments right now. <laughs> I was like, we had some last time. We'll put a cap on it. Oh, Adam Fetter said spicy. Adam is a winner. Hey, wow. It's like you and Adam, like, <laughs> set up for this. Adam's Adam already double fisting here. Adam is so excited. He's so excited. <laughs> All right, guys. This next one has an eight is an eighteen minute AMRAP. It is two sumo deadlifts, athlete choice, with the goal to be going as heavy as possible for two reps. Four dumbbell front squats at fifty pounds in each hand for men, thirty five for ladies, and six hand release push ups. Side note. Hey, Luz, that's exactly why we have this podcast, man. I'm so excited you're hitting hearing this. You got capital all, you're wanting all the knowledge. Love it, man. You're awesome. Fantastic. So again, it has got two sumo deadlifts as heavy as possible. 
four heavy dumbbell front squats. Adam Fetter, clang and bang. It is a clang and bang. All right, so we're going to do this We're gonna do this game like the World Series here. Best four out of seven. If Adam gets another one, it's over. He's on That's a three-peat. Right. He is crushing it. And just to speak to that really quick, if we have people that are listening that just want to hear, like, okay, it's 18-minute AMRAP. Why is it a clang and bang? Again, the goal is to go heavy on these sumo deadlifts. It's mm. really just what can I pick up for two? I should not be able to get 15 sumo deadlifts in a row at this. That's why it's athlete choice. Yes, that's why it's athlete choice. Because again, I'm not going to put a number on it. What is heavy for you? That's actually why a lot of our terminology really is our terminology. Like, you know, we say heavy and moderate and stuff like that because we've noticed that if you push people too early to do a one rep max or two rep max, form yes. goes out the window. Having athlete choice days, having days where it's like, okay, the intention is to go heavy but moderate, allows you to say what's best for you. Because again, remember, personal training at scale. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Adam Fetter said, you have no idea how excited I am about this. I can feel it, bro. I can feel it. That's right. He's been very excited. Okay. All right. This one is on the minute work for 10 minutes. In minute one, 20 calories on the rower, 15 for ladies. Minute two, 10, no push-up renegade rows. Oh, man. That's just a hard exercise to begin with. It is. So fun, but no push-ups. So on the minute, 10 minutes, I'm rowing a bunch and doing that. Is that? Rowing high calories, 20 and 15 in a minute. Clang and bang, grit, spicy, rev. Anybody can guess. Otherwise, Adam Vetter just wins by default. <laughs> like, all right, what do you think, Adam? I saw Bianca. Maybe she, maybe she chimes in again. Is it rev? Is it clang and bang? Adam Fetter said rev. It is. Four for four, Adam Fetter. He just won the Strong Side World Series of, of uh, workout announcements. Way to go, Adam. And let's talk really quick about why that's a rev, okay? Because Say, say the workout again because even I forgot it. Sure. It's on the minute for 10 minutes. In minute one, you're going to row 20 calories for men, 15 for ladies. And in minute two, you're going to do 10 dumbbell renegade rows with no push-ups. So row, row up on your toes. Can I take a step? I'm, I'm literally going to take a guess. I haven't seen this workout yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a guess because the intention is, so 20 calories, like for me as a dude in a minute, I'm squeaking by in yes. a minute. That is like an all out go get it type deal. And the no push up renegade rows are going to move faster, but I'm probably going to use that as my recovery, even though it's going to take the majority of the minute. But when I'm on that rower, I'm going to, I'm going to have to like literally give everything I have. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking for like a full sprint, just trying to get off. I mean, like people who are amazing on the rower, maybe getting off in 50 seconds. The rest of us, you know, trying at like 55, 57 to get off and go right in. And then we're challenging that sprint because Renegade Rose is going to require us to pull with our upper back. And hey, guess what rowing is? Yeah. It's pulling with our upper back. So yeah, that's absolutely a rev workout. We are going to rev it up, go fast, go hard. That's why the intention can change in the same modality. Like you just, you listed two rowing workouts, you know, roller coaster, row a thousand, row 750, totally different intention there. Yes, I mean, absolutely. I'm going to negotiate that different. I'm going to execute it different. And when we talked about in the very beginning of the podcast, my body's going to adapt different. Mm -hmm. It's like, like I love endurance sports. That's just me. I've done a couple Ironmans and stuff. You can see people 50 pounds overweight do an Ironman. 
Like mm -hmm. just be, you can train your body to do work and it doesn't mean that your body's going to change. It just gets used to doing work. So like if we just did 40 minute workouts every single day, you will increase your, your pain tolerance, your lactate threshold, whatever you want to call it. Like you can do more work. Sure. Until I ask you to sprint to 400 meter. Exactly. <laughs> and then that's when your body goes, Oh, what's going on? I right. need to prepare. I need to rebuild. I, I need to lose some fat. I need to rebuild stronger. I need to start thinking about the next challenge or stress level that I'm going to run into because your body doesn't know you're working out. Your brain knows you're working out. Your body's under stress. So the more variants of stress you can give it, the more general adaptation that you'll have. I'm going to be stronger when I squat. Oh, it looks like I need to rebuild my muscle stronger. Oh, I also ran today. That didn't go well. I need to start metabolizing fat so there's less pressure on the knees. Like it, your body's primal. I mean, literally 150 years ago, which ain't that long in the grand scheme of the world. Yeah. We were having baby, babies in wagons. <laughs> and today yeah. we're shooting rockets into space. Like Absolutely. our body has, our brain has adapted. Our body has not adapted. Yeah. And probably in general, we were more fit back then because that was life. Well, that's the Trying only to survive. That is literally the only reason exercise was invented. Yes. Exercise did not exist when we did manual labor. Because they called it life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you wanted to eat, you needed to go out and, you know, try to. We just dug like a gravel, like we dug a ditch to make a gravel path on the side of the house. Yeah. You try and dig in the Georgia clay. It's terrible. All right. That is legit. That's why most Olympic sports, the beginning of Olympic sports were things that you already had to do. Yes. Like I'm going to run. Oh, cause I run all the time. Who can right. run the fastest? Like right. I'm going to carry a heavy load or throw it. Oh, cause I already do this stuff. It's not like they invented new things you had to go train at. Mm -hmm. They just tested the strongest. Yeah. Hey, I do this every day, but I bet I can do the every day better than you. Yeah, exactly. So there's that man. Hey, I'm super excited. And I appreciate everybody's involvement here. I'm going to go read back. Uh, uh, I'm going to go read back to all the comments stuff. I appreciate all you guys getting involved and I'm really excited. So you're going to see, you've already seen this as of this week, come out on the whiteboard. Yes. Uh, we've been training all the coaches and all of our team and going over what we're going to do with them for weeks. And you know, they're all mad scientists. They fully understand what's going on, but they're, they're super happy that they have an easier way to get across what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Cause we do, we just want to make you better. And this is just another way for us to, like I said, to educate you about your workout and to empower you to make better choices when you're in here. Yeah. So she gets the most out of it. Yeah. Cause hard, just cause it's hard doesn't mean that it's effective. Exactly. It's like, what, well, what did I do today? I went to the gym today, so I'm better off because of it. Not really. What did you do in the gym today? Mm -hmm. So cool, man. Um, Okay. Yeah, no, I was just reading somebody's comment about uh, 1211 Canton. Yeah, no, I'm excited too. I can't wait. Canton opens uh, December 11th. So yep. exciting. Yeah, it's, and I think I think what you're seeing, Luz, is uh, the drop down on the app. Like it's on there, but the schedule isn't up there yet. I don't know. I mean, I'll follow up with you, but um, but yeah, it's it's pretty neat when you hit the toggle and there's like more little strong sides, but there's no schedule up there. So, hey, well, I appreciate it, Carrie. I think you're doing a great job. Our members freaking love it. You're doing an awesome job with all of our programming. Thank you. Working on it. And Always let's just, trying to make it better. Let's rock and roll. All right.